Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. Welcome to the first ever could be worse. 3D podcast. That's our special wow. 3D sound effect for you. <laughs> I feel like I'm in space. I'm in space. Pigs ha- in space. Happy two 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 two. Yeah, too many twos. Tuesday. I I take issue with that though because when I write the date, to me it is two zero two two hyphen zero two two hyphen two two. So when someone says all twos, I'm like, no, it's not. I'm looking exactly. <sighs> but it the, would have to be 22, 22, 22, 22. Exactly. Then I'll definitely be like, wow, I lived longer than I thought I was going to. Yeah. Like on 11, 11 of the year 1,111, you'd have a point. Yeah, well, I... right. It just, the, the thing is that my version of things never fits somebody's narrative, so they just wave me off as, they're like, ah, oh, you're just archaic imbecile. Two-digit month, two-digit day, four-digit year, in whatever order you prefer them. Right. And they just drop the zeros so that they can, so it fits their narrative. Right. Dropping zeros like they're nothing. Yeah. Get it? Zeros. Like they're, yes. Nothing. Like they're like they're zeros. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get into this on the podcast because we have a lot of other things to talk about. But have you uh, seen what's happening with uh, Putin and the Ukraine? Uh, no, but yeah. they both have use. I noticed that Ukraine, Putin, Putin. Yeah, Vladimir, Vlad, Vladimir Putin, and the Ukraine. No, he um he has said that. He has recognized the independence of the two districts or provinces or counties or whatever they are in Ukraine that have that have been basically, uh, I guess, fighting for their for their independence. Anyway, from Ukraine, yeah, yeah, from Ukraine, they want to. There, there's a lot of Russian separatists there. They're Favorite, right, they want to secede Russia. from Ukraine because they want to be part yeah, of Russia. Yeah, so so Putin announced that he he actually signed a thing that declared that that Russia acknowledges or recognizes them as independent states, and of course, and said he's going to send in troops as peacekeepers. Mm-hmm, of course. Well, this is a really slippery slope because you know the rule was the the line that was drawn in the sand was you will not invade Ukraine. Well, sending troops into Ukraine as peacekeepers under the guise of these are independent states is obviously, at least by one metric, invading Ukraine. Yeah, but he's not technically invading Ukraine because those independent states are now no longer part of Ukraine because he recognized them. He's the only one who declared them independent states. <laughs> oh, I know, but still. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's a slippery slope. So It's I mean, like the gerrymandering thing all over again. He could... It's, it's, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wasn't it Groundhog's Day all over again? Exactly. Well, it's now it's two, 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 two. 
but, stay same as two 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 two, but now it's two 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 two. But you understand the problem here. This is when you draw the line in the sand and you tell the bully, "Don't cross this line, or else." And he crosses the line, so you draw a new line, and you go, "Wait, wait, don't cross this line, or else." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because he can keep doing this. Yeah, he's just he's just sort of writing. So what's the or else? Are we just going to pummel him, or what? Well, we're issuing a bunch of really harsh. Um, sanctions and including some that might actually help because he's going to freeze the whole entire Western world is like going to freeze the bank accounts and everything of the uh, oligarchs, the Russian oligarchs. Oh, they could do that. Mm, I guess we should have them freeze the bank accounts of all the oligarchs. Then, Yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. and, and <sighs> anyway. um, home. All right, so moving along, because the Ukrainian thing, even though, like, oh, by the way, one more thing about that before we move on. The people who picked uh, nuclear war as the end of, uh, of mankind may actually have a pretty good shot. Oh, for the extinction pool? Yeah. I am so glad you brought up the extinction pool. I am very disappointed in you. Because? Because we've been doing this podcast now pretty much routinely except for our couple hiatai yeah we've we've been doing this for like almost seven years wow and like a whole full year before the podcast even started something occurred and you do regular science segments and i have yet to ever hear about this thing until the other day Uh oh in august of 2014 Above the North Pole, we had a plasma hurricane. Wow, I don't even think I ever heard about that. I don't know what the heck a plasma hurricane over the North Pole is or how long it lasts or if it's still there, but that sounds like some scary shit, and I added it to the extinction pool, and I want you to tell me everything about it and why it's there and how long it was there and what made it and why we're going to die from it. Well, I can imagine what made it and why it was there. I hadn't really heard about it, though, so I'd have to research it to speak specifically to it. But, I mean, we well, the, the northern lights. Right now you could do it next week. I mean, the northern lights are like a form of plasma. It's just the, it sounds scarier than it is. It sounds awesome. I want to name a rock wow. band after it. Plasma hurricane in the house. Now, that's, that's probably the best idea you've had yeah. lately. So have you considered naming are a few and far between? Have you considered naming a dispensary then? Because I came up with a couple of names myself. I would love to name a dispensary, but let's hear your names. Well, I was thinking that Carolina Beach Dispensary would be good because it's C B D, right? Uh, yes, and then and then I started thinking, well, what if they were selling cannabis? And then I came up with uh Token Hogan's cannabis for THC. Yep. Yeah, you know, those good. those are the best I could come up with. Though I was just driving down the road thinking about this. Like if I were naming a dispensary, I I would think something like, uh, you know, it's all gone to pot. Oh yeah, I was just trying to think of that. Yeah. <laughs> I was specifically going with things that were when you put the acronym down, it would mm. be basically what you sell, right? But yeah, that's. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of great names. The pot that called the kettle black. Yeah, I mean. Let me try to think what would be a good, the toxic weed. No, it wouldn't be toxic though, right? It'd be the... The the kind weed. Yeah, the mellow weed, the the wise weed. 
This bud's for you. Weed wisdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I um, I hadn't given that much thought. I was just trying to think of things that would actually work out to the right acronym just because I thought it would be funny. You know, somebody's like, Token Hogan's Cannabis, THC. You know. <clears throat> Anyways. Yes. So on a related, unrelated note, Jeffrey Epstein's quote-unquote associate in France hung himself in a Parisian jail. How is that related in any way? To to Toking Hogan? Yeah. I, I think they were brothers. <laughs> the guy's name is Jean-Luc Burnell. Well, of course it was. He's French. He's yeah. French. Well, Ghislaine had to have been French. Otherwise, there wouldn't have been so many letters in her name. Oh, Ghislaine? Yeah. 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 I'm, yeah. She must have been French. At least she had a very Probably. French name. Anyway, so this guy was supposedly he was uh, he was a um, modeling agent and uh, allegedly an associate of Jeffrey Epstein, and he had been charged with uh, rape of minors over the age of fifteen. That's a very specific charge, I guess. If they're under fifteen, then it's worse, probably. Well, this is France, you know. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I suspect that. What what happened in France, and I, I, I could be right, I'm just making this up right now, I don't know, but given the, the fact that France is a much older country than ours is, it probably was legal to have sex with a 15-year-old at one time. And so at some point, they, you know, before that it was maybe statutory rape, and then they said, you know, we need a new law that covers 15 to, you know, 17 or whatever. Right. Because... Um, you figure back when Napoleon was around, you could probably marry a 12-year-old. Yeah, well, I mean, in the old, old days, which I guess is Napoleon times, I don't know how far back, but that is exactly when they got, you know, the marriages were arranged and all that stuff. 12 was womanhood, and you went off and, you, you know. know. It's, it's actually kind of funny. You'd but life expectancy was like 50, you know, so. It's, I actually thought that I could remember the exact year that Napoleon, well, you know, the year range anyway, that Napoleon ruled France because I read Les Mis, and uh, the book is, you know, 2,000 pages of French history. Um, And I had all the years, although I've promptly forgotten most of that because it was just so laborious reading that book. I love the story. I I couldn't get through the first like couple chapters. I I love the story. I did. The story's great. I was looking, I'm still looking for uh, that movie on a DVD because I, because if somebody were to boil the story down to the actual story. See, that's what I'm saying. That's why movies are better. Yeah. But Les Mis is a, is a, that's, it's gotta be an extreme example. I have never read a book that took, tangents so so far so there's like three chapters in Les Mis not short chapters either about the 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 sewer tunnels in Paris the sewage tunnels you know they well it's very important that you understand them for the context of the story well maybe you need to know something but I don't know you need to know that much I mean it would be enough to say they were dark and nasty, and they, you know, went long distances under the city. You know, and they converged and merged and whatever until they came out some drain that went into the river. That would have been enough for me to know. 
but they've got the whole fucking history, just like they've got the whole history of Napoleon and his battles and his, you know, his final battle and how all went wrong. And I don't know, there's like five chapters on that. And the only relevant fact that to the actual story is the guy, uh, one of Napoleon's soldiers who gets helped out by that fucking asshole who, who rips him off and ends up being a key character in the story. Otherwise, there's no re- the the whole damn story about the battles and everything. No relevance to the to the actual story in the book at all. Anyway, yeah, there's lame is. Oh my god, I just about died. I I really wanted to just skip stuff, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna read this because maybe there's some relevance to it. And I I don't remember. I think it was like during the pandemic or something. When I was I don't know. All I know is I didn't have much else to do. So during the pandemic, like it's over. Well, it's not as bad now as it was back in the day. And I think it was like a cold, dark winter, too. Like, you know, it's probably my dog had died and it was winter and I had nothing to do. So so I read that book. And I don't, I'm not sad that I read the historic parts, but I am sad that now I can't remember what year it was <laughs> that Napoleon ruled France. Well, I read that book and I was miserable. <laughs> I can imagine. Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> yeah, it's miserable, miserable, miserable. I can't say it. It's yeah. French, French, right? So, is it is it French for <laughs> is it French for the miserables? Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah, okay, I figured that probably was true, but I never actually looked that up. I just assumed. Well, I mean, it sounds like it, it up anyway, either, right? but it's pretty obvious. Oh, there's so many things that seem obvious, and then they're not. And then, of course, I am French. Yeah. Would you like to see my wee wee? <laughs> so I, I, this is on a personal note here, a side note here, because uh, I don't know if you ever noticed this, but when you buy something, it often leads to having to buy more stuff. Like I mean, sure. an extreme example might be that you you know buy a house, right? And you got to buy furniture, curtains, you know, new dishes. I don't know, whatever. Who knows what you might have to buy for your new house. But you know, buy you buy furniture a, for your house. You buy a car, and then maybe you're like, "Well, you know, maybe I should buy a car cover and leave it out in the weather, or maybe I should buy, you know, this insurance." Or that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's that. Don't talk about that. It went up. My insurance went up by like twenty percent. Um, there the um the the thing I'm getting at is like I bought this Black Magic cinema camera. Because it was a good deal on account of, okay, the camera itself is only like 1200 bucks. When I originally looked at buying it, I realized that if I bought this camera, I was going to have to buy uh, some kind of lenses or lens accessories or something to go with it because that's just the camera with no lens, right? And so it would have been like a $2,000 purchase minimum by the time I got just the bare minimum stuff to run this. Well, I buy the damn camera because I already have the lenses. I already have a, an adapter for my Nikon lenses because I had bought a micro four thirds camera, the same lens mount um, previously. And so I thought, well, this is a good deal now because I only spent 1200 bucks on the camera. Well, then recently, well, over, <laughs> since I've purchased it, you know, I've gotten like a SSD for it to record on. I've gotten a cage for it. I've gotten a mount for for the uh, well, mount for the SSD, mount for a microphone, mount for a video display, external display. There's just it just it just never ends, right? A heavy duty drone capable of carrying it. 
Yeah. Well, the last thing I bought was some. Oh, oh, oh. So there's another. So here's another thing. So I get a really good deal on this Molly belt. Now Molly is M O L L E. That's actually an acronym for some kind of a military system of attaching things to your gear. So attaching like pouches and stuff. So I get this belt. That's a Molly system belt. It's this big wide belt. It's uh, basically almost like a backpack. But it has no no place to store anything on the belt itself. You just have attachments to attach storage to the belt. But I got a really good deal on the belt. Belt's thirty bucks. I got it for ten dollars. Well, of course now I got to buy stuff to attach to it. <laughs> so I ordered a bunch of. Because what's the point of an empty belt? Yeah. Well, yeah. It'd be like wearing a weight belt. This is basically it's a wide belt, so you could wear it as a weight belt if you're lifting weights or something, which I don't do. So. Anyway, so yeah, so then I go off and spend another 50 bucks on attachments for this $10 belt. <laughs> but it's crazy because it's almost like you can't, you have to be careful not to buy anything because you, you can't just buy something and go, yeah, I can afford to get this because, I mean, look at my dog. I mean, my dog, I bought him. You know, I thought, oh yeah, it's, you know, 75 bucks for the dog and some dog food, a dog house, a couple things, right? Well, next thing you know... You know, he's got a tracking collar. I'm paying a subscription fee for that. And, um, you know, all the bills. Speaking of that, I figured out why he took off. Um, and, you know, and I had almost lost him. I mean, I, I wasn't I haven't let him off the lead since he's been back because I'm like, no fucking way. Are you taking off again? But he so would still with you. So, yeah, he's still here. Okay, I was um, going to ask for an update, but yeah, there you go. He's, he's still here. He's gained a little bit of weight. He's up to like 141 pounds now, which is... Holy cow! I'm sorry, I always say that. I don't know what's wrong with me. He's up to 41. 41, not 140. I was like, Jesus. <laughs> That's a humongous dog. It, well, it's not a big cow, though. So, holy cow, not really, but... Yeah, no. Um, I I always I always say that. I don't. I think it's because I equate it with my weight. I'm, you know, I'm 130, 135. So it seems like. So the dog would weigh more than you if that. Yeah, was but it's like the same ballpark, right? Anyway, no, he's 41 pounds, which is pretty close to where he was the last time he ran off. Uh, but anyway, I took him outside. Well, okay. First of all, he was crying. He wanted to go outside, and I thought, you know, this is. This is the same deal the last time he took off. He was crying that he had to go outside. And so I, I hook him up, I leash him up, and I take him outside. And sure enough, there's a dog barking in the distance. I told you. I knew it was about a girl. Yep. Yeah, I think he's got a girlfriend out there. Or at least he wants to have a girlfriend out there. I mean, it's. I don't know if he ever found her. If he did find her on his last trip, I don't know why they broke up. Because they were not together when I found him. So either she's a floozy or he didn't actually, you know, find her. But anyway, that's, yeah, I couldn't, I mean, I, it was everything I could do to keep him under control. He just was like, I'm going to find her. You know, he's, he was crying and, and pulling and, and, you know, he, if I'd have let him go, he'd have been gone. Look, puppy, a little bit of advice for you. <laughs> let, let her come to you. You just hang out outside like everything's cool and you don't need her. Yeah. Let her come to you. Yeah, and be sure to pee around the yard a lot so she knows. She knows oh, yeah, there. well, yeah, yeah, you want her to smell you, of course. Yeah, I've been peeing That's around the yard important. myself for years, and it hasn't done a darn thing for me. Oh, well, no. I'm sorry. I know. Maybe you should pee at, like, the grocery store. 
I'm sorry. I just attract I mean, the shopping women. Technically, I have peed at the grocery store. No, just, I mean like in. Yeah, the yeah, store, yeah. Not no, I, in the restroom in the store. But. Yeah, I, I know what you mean, but I'm just saying like technically I have done this, but like, but that wasn't like what came to on mind. The frozen foods, right? When you said it, that was not. That was basically what came to mind was maybe in the produce section. You know. Oh yeah, you know how you could mix right in with the rain. Well, yeah, and it's fertilizer. Of course, I think that mm-hmm. produce is done growing. I don't think it's growing anymore. So. Um, Te- technicality, whatever. So I want to I want to bring up the this interesting one little factoid, and then something I I got I ended up reading as a side item. So I was reading about a helicopter crash in I think Miami Beach or Fort Lauderdale or something. It was the point is it was it was in the, it was on the beach or in the water just off the coast, like right where people were swimming and stuff. This helicopter crashed. Well, the same day. A helicopter crashed on the west coast in Southern California, also in the water right off the beach. Hmm. Now, what are the chances that two helicopters would crash on opposite coast? Now, the one in California was a police helicopter, and the one in Florida was just recreational thing. But, but completely unrelated, totally unrelated events. Well, unless they came out of the same wormhole. Well, maybe that's a possibility. Like yeah. the cop. Cop helicopter was chasing the other helicopter, and they like hit this weird wormhole, and each ended up on a separate coast, crashing. You never know. Exactly. Yeah. I blame the plasma hurricane. So what caused it? So while I was reading that article, there was a link to another article that said that someone had been killed. And it was like the fourth person that had been killed in six weeks by a, an accident with a train. So I went and read, and this is in Florida now. So I went and read this article. Of course it is. Yeah, well, I decided that it was stupid for them to have put a high-speed train in in Florida because they know how Floridians are. I mean, if they know anything, <laughs> if they've yeah. read any news whatsoever. Or listen to this podcast at all. Yeah, so it turns out that. The people who were who have been killed by the high speed train have been people who have gone around the gate. The what do they call that gate? The thing that comes down when the train's coming that blocks you from crossing. Crossing gate. Crossing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about gate? on the street. Yeah, yeah. It's the gate. The gate that comes down to block traffic. I don't know. Whatever. There's the well, there's gate. a name for it. We'll call it a, a crossing gate. But anyway, it's some kind of gate. Um, it actually has a name. Anyway, they've driven around the stupid thing and and gotten hit by the high speed train in their cars, and um, that has got to be. I know it's not. A, I know it's not. Florida is not the only place where people do that. People do that other places. Too. Oh no, it's definitely only Florida. But that's got to be the stupidest motherfucking thing ever. And like, how can you even have high speed rail in a place where people are that stupid? That's like. Uh, well, because you got to get out of there faster. It's it's like when you see that you know that sign on the side of the road where it says deer crossing. <laughs> yeah, and you say no, this isn't a safe place for them to cross. Don't put right, the sign yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, you've heard you've heard that. I think that's a hoax, but you've seen that video or heard that lady that called into the show. I'm sure that's where you got that from. Right? Yeah, that was uh, from from uh, Prairie Home she Companion. Was, I she was. Uh, I don't know if. Um, I don't know if it's an original joke by uh, uh, Harrison Keeler, Garrison Garrison Keeler, um, but that was his joke. He said he had someone call in and 
Actually, I think he did it in his uh, his noir segment where he was uh, he's the private investigator woman woman calls him up and says, you know, you have to do something. You know, it's not safe for them to cross there. And then he tells her his his response to that was, well, do you believe in reincarnation? And she's kind of like, uh, you know, kind of undecided, right? He's like, well, he goes, deer are actually reincarnated software engineers. And she said, really? He goes, yeah, you know that pop-up you get on your screen that says this program has performed an illegal operation, you know, whatever? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, they wrote that. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, well, okay then. <laughs> All of a sudden she doesn't care that the deer are going to I never heard that part, but there's yeah, a famous, yeah, well, it's, it's a vi- it's a video, but it uh, doesn't show any video. It's all like a recording of a radio show or whatever. Yeah. And this lady calls in and she's rambling on about the government and blah, blah, blah. And says, you know, like in my town, they're putting deer crossings, you know, right in the middle of the highway where people drive. And it's like, why don't you put those deer crossings somewhere else where it's safe for deer to cross? Because this is, you know, yeah, and she's just going off, but it's the same thing, and I think it's a hoax anyway. But it's still pretty funny. Well, I'm sure it's not real. I mean, I don't think anybody. <sighs> I mean, oh, I shouldn't. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, there I was. Don't a, know. Th- there was a preacher. I saw a video uh, on um, Twitter where this preacher was saying that women should not be allowed to run for office. They should not have any you know, positions of power, that's according to the Bible, men are supposed to maintain power, women are supposed to, you know, stay home and make sandwiches. No, for Christ's sake. Yeah, yeah, he was just going on and on. And Pun he, intended. He made no, uh, he made no apologies. He was, he was telling these men, he goes, he goes, uh, if your wife is running, you know, you've given up your man card, you know, if you're supporting her, you're no longer the man of the house, you know, you should be running and she should be staying home and, you know, in the kitchen and, and uh, I mean, he, this is, I'm, I'm not even paraphrasing. He's just literally this literal. And he, um, he's just going on and on about how we're only a, a, a you know, a, a, what did he say? One cough or something from having a woman running the country. And that would be just be a catastrophe. And it just, it's just, but it kills me though, because this guy is standing up in front of an audience and, and saying this stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, seriously? Like there's a, there's a a group of men who are gonna just sit there and go oh yeah yeah you know it's, it's absolutely I I got a feeling that guy I don't I I cannot believe that everybody there agreed with him that's like that's where I was going with this I I just don't I don't see it I think that well that's entirely possible I mean a lot of those polarizing figures gain attention because the opposition to them will call attention to them like hey. Look yeah. what he's saying. This is terrible. We're against this, you know, and like rile all them up, you know. Yeah. Well, this wasn't an iPhone mm-hmm. video they published. This was like one of those professional videos they make of him standing at the you know pulpit. It was like a fixed camera. Right. So he probably published it himself because he's so fucking proud of himself for telling everybody. He said you should be ashamed of yourself for voting for a woman. Well, or he's just doing it to cause controversy and using that to garner attention, Yeah. Well, that's possible, but next or thing you know, he's going to... sell gonna, videos or whatever. I think he's going to fall in the uh, tracks of Jeffrey Epstein and Jeffrey Epstein's friend. That's what I think. 
I don't think anybody should be running for office. I think we should walk for office. I knew you were going to say that. I knew, I knew you were going to take the running thing. If nobody's chasing you, (sighs) there's just not any good damn reason. It's a race, Rob. It's a race, and you know what? I actually had in my notes walking races. I had in my notes for tonight's podcast to talk about the things you complain about because you complain about some absolutely strange shit. But I do want you to tell Cindy, you know, or, you know, that, that basically that she's supposed to stay home in the kitchen. Just, you know, and you can tell her that you can tell her I said it. (laughs) That'll, that'll (laughs) make things great. Oh, speaking of female politicians, did you see the big scuttlebutt over uh, uh, AOC, Alexandria, mm-hmm. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Ocasio-Cortez. No. Yeah, I always have trouble getting that started. Um, she flew. That's why she goes by AOC. She flew back from Texas first class. She turned into a nut job, didn't she? she I love started her. Started out as like I love populist. Her. Yeah, I still love her. I still love her. I think she's... I mean, I just heard an interview with her like... you should like pee around New York City. I just heard... Yeah. I just heard an interview with her just a couple days ago. Um, No, I love her. I just think she's great. But but they were criticizing her for flying first class from Texas. As well they should. Yeah, I think... I think she deserves to fly. I I don't think if you want to get any work done on a plane, you have to fly first class. If well, I could, come on. Back when I used to fly a lot, I would have flown first class if uh, if I'd have listened to my uh, my fellow workers. They used to always it's say, "Oh just man, so elitist." It'd be different <laughs> if there were like entire planes where, like you know, that were all first class or all the seating arrangements bestowed upon first class. You weren't crammed in there like pickles. You know well, that's I mean? how they. It's it's a it's a it's a business model. I mean, you'd do the same thing, Rob. I know you would. You'd be like, we can be more efficient if we just pack these seats a little closer. We can get more people in. We can fly them. Well, and, if that logic is is works, then you extend that all the way through the plane. You don't have special people that get good seats. No, no, and, no, no. Because there are people who. Need to have that extra, you know, space. I mean, there's times and when those it that doesn't don't? even come down. Then they don't nah. have to. Pay, they don't. They get a cheaper rate. If everybody had the same seats, then you'd all have to pay the same rate. This actually gives people who are, you know, have less money. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to tell you what flying. One That's thing. Elitist. One thing I will not complain about in terms of flying. I, I there's all kinds of things I hate about flying, but the cost is not one of them. It is fucking dirt cheap to fly. When you think about the fact that you can go across the country and back for 250 bucks, that is insane. Yeah. And and the fact that it takes you so little time to do it. Even if you end up waiting in an airport for three hours, you're still talking about, you know, several thousand miles in a matter of, you know, 12 hours. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, the fact that they've made it so cheap and made it so that just about anybody can afford to fly. If you're in a pinch and you need to get somewhere, you can generally afford to fly there. Um, so I, no, I mean, I think that the whole idea of coach seating 
is is it's a necessary evil. And obviously, you're going to have some people who are going to want to have fly first class. I mean, I think I should have flown first class by now. I never have, but I can tell you, there's many times when I've been like super busy and had work to do and whatever, where it would have been really nice to be able to spread myself out a little bit. And I think that's probably what she did. She probably got upgraded. She probably didn't pay for it. That's even worse. Well, but they do that when you fly enough. You get enough frequent flyer miles. They give oh, you a free I upgrade. See what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, the the people like you will always complain that someone is an elitist. I'm I I hate elitism. I do, but that's not one. Of the, I don't. I wouldn't call flying first class elitist because I know so many people who fly first class. Like they're just regular people, you know, who fly a lot and figure what the fuck. Well, I never damn met him. Probably because I was sitting in coach. Yeah. Well, we have two things to add to your list. Um, you know, the uh, end of the world list, whatever it is. Uh, one is there's a new Omicron variant out that's starting to take hold around the world. and That doesn't fall under COVID? It's it's an, actually a variant of Omicron, but they said there's enough variations it should get its own letter. It should be its own, its own. you know, it shouldn't be Omicron. It should be whatever the next letter is in the Greek alphabet. Oh, we should name that. Well, they didn't. They just named it like, Omicron. We we should name it. Well, fine. Think of a name, but it's like right now. I think it's like Omicron B dot two or something like that. Oh well, that's so boring. I know. Well, that's scientists for you. But the point is that it's it's unique in that it. They said it's even more contagious than Omicron, which is fucking hard to believe. I mean, there's got to be a limit to how contagious something can be. Um, <laughs> and it and it dodges your previous immunity. So the only way you have any immunity to it is, A, if you're like, you know, triple boosted or something, or B, if you've had Omicron, because it's similar enough to Omicron that if you've had Omicron, you may have some immunity. Otherwise, you don't. You're screwed. Nice. And that's not even the fun part. The fun part is, and I've said this a thousand times, and and I'm going to say it a thousand and one now, uh, we are underestimating climate change. Like we have models that are saying, oh yeah, you know, in so many years it's going to be this bad. We keep underestimating things are happening faster than we estimate. And we have just discovered yet another thing that was not factored in the models. It's pretty significant in terms of the melting of the Greenland ice sheet. So it turns out that when the water on the surface of this ice sheet melts and it goes down through the cracks, because that's what happens, you know, it melts and it falls down. Um, it's like, you know, these ice sheets are like a kilometer thick, so, you know, half a mile, more than half a mile thick. And when the water is falling, it it's losing its energy, its potential energy that's stored from gravity, right? So if, if you raise something up, in order to lift something, it takes energy and you, you're storing energy in that thing. So as it falls, it's losing that energy, and it's losing it to heat because it's banging into the walls of this ice sheet, you know, and so it's the friction and, and the fall, it's it's generating heat. And they hadn't... You're fa- talking about the the surface that melts? The water that's falling. Right, the surface... The water from the surface From the surface. Melting. It's falling down through the ice. It's actually heating up as it falls. Okay. And you might think, well, that's no big deal. Well, it turns out it really is a big deal because you're talking about, you know, 
millions of cubic feet of water and falling, you know, more than a half a mile, it actually is pretty significant. So what's happening is it's it's warming up as it falls and it's contributing to more melting underneath the ice sheet, what they call basal melting. And we're not measuring that or hadn't been measuring it. And so now we've dropped, you know, things down there to see like how much melting there is down there. And we found it's a lot more than we thought it was going to be. And um, so, yeah, it's another thing to add to the, the pile, the pile on. So Florida is going to be underwater like any minute now. Yeah, actually, I think. So we can quit worrying about the high-speed trains. I believe the latest prediction is that we're going to have two feet of sea level rise in the next 20 years. I believe that's the latest prediction. Well, two feet doesn't sound too horrible. (laughs) Yeah, it changes everything, though. See, the thing, and I'm running over time here, so I don't want to get too much into it, but right now we have what we call nuisance flooding, days when it doesn't rain and things just flood all over the place because of because of sea level rise, high tides, you know, happening at the same time. Um, Florida has a lot of nuisance flooding. Around here we get nuisance flooding, farms flood, you know, roads flood. Hell, Wilmington, North Carolina has flooding, um, sunny day flooding. And when you add a foot or two feet of water to that, it's a big deal. And then, of course, that also, you know, increases the amount when there's a storm surge and whatever it adds to the top. Right. So, yeah, it's... um. It's a big deal. I, I'm um, I'm not happy that that I'm going to be dead soon, but I'm in a way I'm kind of like I feel like I've you know from a selfish perspective I've been able to live out my life. You know the, the planet's been fairly docile the whole time I've been alive. Um, I don't envy people that are coming after me though. That are going to be around when the shit hits the fan. Yeah, I'm. I'll be around to see some of it. It just. I'll be at the end of my life. It'll be like, you know, well, I'm I'm checking out in a little while. So good luck, everybody. Sit back and enjoy the show. Yeah, we there's literally not too much we could do right now. Like there's nothing we could do that would be too extreme in terms of trying to mitigate the damage. You know, people like to talk about, well, you know, we don't want it hurt our economy we don't want to do this no no there's literally like if if we just said shut down all the car manufacturers retool for electric cars don't make another gas powered car period that would not actually be an extreme point of view like it at this point we should be doing everything we can possibly do to not add more carbon problem is we're in a catch-22 in order to retool in order to make you know any product doesn't matter what it is there's a carbon footprint Everything has a carbon footprint. Yeah, we've talked about this before. The answer has got to be sequestering, right? Like you're not gonna, yeah, you're not gonna stop putting carbon in the air. You just got to figure out how to take it back out. Well, everybody's talking about nuclear fusion again now that they did like a ten second reaction or something. Um, that's been all over the news everywhere. Everybody's, Talking about that because because obviously nuclear fusion is the I mean if we could really seriously get a fusion reactor or a couple we'd have to have more than one of them but if we could build one that was sustainable 
That would be the Kwisatz Tatarak, right? We could just have our nuclear fusion reaction that could power everything and it'd be clean and the world would be happy. But I just don't see that happening in time. You know, they keep well, saying, that's what I was saying. And like, even if you got that today, right? Well, if by we got the it, way, yeah. I mean, it's not that impressive. I could do a 10 second reaction. Well, no, we don't have time for that. Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse. That was only eight seconds. Life is hard. I I looked at the clock, man. I was timing it.